Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week, plenty of movie talk, plus the maximum fun weight loss challenge. There's a sawbuck riding on it. Let's go. It's Jordan. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan? Yes. How are you handling our newfound fame? Um, you know, I honestly, I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm going to say I haven't noticed any changes to the level of my personal fame. That's not true. Just the other day you noticed some changes. Remember when you looked at your fame watch and it said 10 more? 10 more fames? Yeah. I I thought that just adjusted for yearly fame inflation. Well, yeah, the, it does. But the, the famousness of the average American is going up, and I just assumed that was, you know, I was just adjusting with the mean. I don't think I did anything. No, you're far outstripping the mean, Jordan, because this program is taking off. Wow. We're exploding into the stratosphere. Hmm. Like a rocket. Or a, like a missile. Huh. I'm telling you, Jordan. Something that, well. We're on the cusp of something big here, Jordan. We could be the next Brendan Fraser. Man, two movies in one month? Yeah, exactly. Are you saying that we're going to come out with two action-packed movies in one month, each of which we will appear shirtless in? Jordan, we're already in 3D. Man, that's great. Get a load of this, right? Wait, wait. 3D or IMAX 3D? IMAX 3D? Sure. Why not? 70 millimeter. Just like Journey to James Cameron's house. (laughs) My favorite movie. That's what James Cameron's been working on since he made Titanic, right? A <laughs> yeah, journey to James Cameron's house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and here's a squirrel. <laughs> and it runs at you in 3D. Yeah. Is it is it a bad idea for me to go see Journey to the Center of the Earth in 3D? <sighs> IMAX 3D? Well, I'm coming to you, Jordan, because I need your help and advice. Okay, so what was the last movie you saw? Don't remember. Okay. And do you plan on seeing So okay, so you don't see a lot of movies. You're not you're not a guy who just goes to see a movie. I did go to see a movie. I went to see a movie. Do you remember what it was? It was at no, It I don't. was at the Korean movie theater. Right. Where I like to go see a movie. Mm-hmm. I know what it was. Pixar. Oh, Wally. Yeah, Wally. Oh, how'd you like that? I was a little boring to tell you the truth. Oh yeah. I feel like I'm swimming against the tide on this one. I didn't dislike it. Sure. But I thought it was a little boring. It's a little dull. I didn't and I didn't really care that much. Everybody was telling me how amazing it was, how much they cared. Yeah, I I I was preparing to tear up. Oh yeah. But uh it didn't happen. Teresa teared up. I went to see it at the um I went to see it at the El Capitan Theater, which is kind of Disney's theater that they own out here. The El Cap? The El Cap. Uh, or the E Cap. Sure. If you want to drop the L, which I usually do. It was the E Cap for a brief period in the late 90s. Sure. Before, immediately before and after its IPO. And um, it, it's extra. At, at the time, Jordan, what? all the seating, you've heard of stadium seating, right? Yeah. 
It was all air on chairs. <laughs> you could play foosball during the movie. Sure. And anyway. you uh, rode in on a Razor scooter. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, Jordan. Exactly. Casual dress code. The ushers are like, hey, call me Josh. As many snacks as you want. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Bennies. Yeah. Great benefits. Ben-Bens. Stock options turned out to be worthless. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Um, and um, it's extra to get into the El Capitan Theater. It's a big movie palace. It's actually real imp- impressive. And there's a guy kind of uh, before the movie playing the pipe organ. Oh, really? Yeah, he's playing like Disney Where themes. is this movie theater? I that's, should go to this movie it's theater. It's on Hollywood Boulevard. It's right in the middle of just the Hollywood, you know, kind of fuck you area. Right. But um, it's real, I mean, if you want to see a Disney movie, it's real cool. There's this guy playing the pipe organ, playing all these Disney themes on it. You know, real neat. Um, there's a little Wally display that you can walk through that shows, you know, the magic of making Wally. Um, and anyways, we uh, we went to this movie um because uh, it was advertised that there was like this parade of Disney characters before the movie. That sounds really fun. Disney, right. Disney want to see a parade? Disney knows how to how to put on a show. Look, Jordan, if there's one entertainment multi mega conglomerate in the United States that right. knows how to put together a parade, it's the Disney Corporation. Look at this legacy of parades: Main Street Electrical Parade, sure. Main Street Characters Parade. I don't know if that's a real parade. Holiday 06. Exactly. 25 years of magic, Jordan. Hercules, the parade. Go ahead. Um, anyway, so the parade of Disney characters was... Uh, a, a le- Sherlock was- Holmes, but with mice. A parade <laughs> experience. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a two-minute parade. <laughs> Go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Anyway, so they had... Is that because Moriarty just stomps on the mice that it's so short? Is that uh, what you're getting at? Yeah. Okay. Also, they kill 80 live mice over the course of each parade. <laughs> <laughs> Turned out it was cruel as well as short. Yeah. It was both cruel and short. But worth it. Uh, that was why they canceled it. Oh. It turned out to not be worth it. Oh. Um, anyways, this parade of Disney characters was uh, uh, not up to par with the standards of the usual Disney shows. Um you know, I, I went to Disneyland for a birthday party the week before and was just blown away by the current Disneyland fireworks display. Awesome themes, lasers, fireball that shoots up in the air. I mean, really, really took fireworks to the to the next level that for me. That sounds fantastic. It was. Um, and anyways, but this, uh, this pre-Wally character parade was a real letdown. They had these kind of four women in these kind of white flowing gowns on stage. And they would do just the most high school production of Bye Bye Birdie dances while Disney songs <laughs> played. Like, I'm like, just like box steps, just variations on the box step. Um, so while Disney songs played, and then a character from the movie the song was from would come out on stage and not even dance, just like wave and step to one side and then step to the other side and then run off. But this thing was so long, and it encompassed so many obscure Disney movies. And it was just like, <laughs> so you have these women on stage box-stepping and then like doing the swim when there's a water-related movie that comes on. And then you have a character come, and just like, hey, now, you know, the monkey from Tarzan. And it's just like, it's just so awful. And uh, so I do not recommend Wally at the ECAP. But uh, no. but yeah no Wally I don't know maybe that maybe that's why I wasn't in a headspace to get the maximum 
emotion from Wally. But uh, see, here's the thing: sure. I was surrounded by adorable Korean children no. who were shockingly good during the movie. So I was should have been in that headspace. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if if Wally, on just your average American eight year old, I wonder what they because it is so quiet and it is so uneventful. I wonder like what. Your average Korean-American eight-year-old just loves the shit out of it. Well, that's the good. fact of the matter is, here's the thing, Jordan. Sure. You can make poor quality children's entertainment. You can make good quality children's entertainment. It's not going to matter to the children. Yeah. You're not making a higher quality of children's entertainment for the sake of children. Right. You're making a higher for the sake of parents. Sure. Basically. Mm-hmm. Or for your own sake in the case of Pixar. I mean, I think Right. Oh, you know, be, oh because you don't want your, would be you perfectly don't, happy if you don't Wally your, was played uh, by Ray Romano or whatever. <laughs> you don't want your soul to eject from your body. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, the question is IMAX 3D Brendan Fraser stars in Journey to the Center of the Earth. I think it cost What does an IMAX movie cost? $12? I think so. That sounds about right. 12 bucks. IMAX experience. That's hold out for Batman, right? They gonna have that in IMAX 3D? Well, I don't think it'll be 3D, but I think Jordan. You can see it on IMAX. Jordan. Well, if you insist on seeing a movie in 3D, that's like your only choice. So if that's going to be your argument for uh, every other movie, I suggest that you see. Just go fucking see Journey to the Center of the Earth. I saw Dial M for Murder in 3D. Is that currently playing? No. Well, is that is that how this is going to go down? I'm going to suggest another movie to see, and you're going to say, "But it's not in 3D." Is that how this is going to be? Unless you suggest that I see Captain EO. Captain EO isn't even around anymore. It's not even an option. It's Honey, I Shrunk the Kids 3D Adventure. Jordan. What? Are you or are you not here to save the world? No, I'm not, Jesse. Well, that's why you're so down on Captain EO. I'm here to shrink down with Michael Palin. Ah, look out! What? Sorry, I just got freaked out because a feathery alien ball thing flew at me. Oh, you're pretending to watch Captain EO. No, I really am watching Captain EO in my mind's eye, Jordan. Is there a nice DVD of Captain EO out these days? No, you cannot get Captain EO anywhere. It's too bad, because I watched Captain EO on a bootleg. Oh. And uh, it was about as good as I remembered it. Did it come with 3D glasses? Uh, No, it did not come with bootleg 3D glasses. Was it just like weird and... (laughs) That would be... Did everything have red and blue halos around it, or was this just It was like a 2D version of it. Okay. So you could tell when the 3D thing was happening because it was a boring thing to watch in 2D. Right. (laughs) But, um, you know, something was randomly thrust and getting bigger on the screen. (laughs) Gotcha. Um, But, yeah. But you know what? The fact of the matter is that you put the King of Pop in there, and I'm on board. At the end of the day, that's that's the moral of the story. Do you think it's not on DVD because he killed all those kids? Mm, Jordan, he didn't kill any children. That's what I've been led led to believe. No, I don't think so. I think he was. They pressed their face out... into the sand. No, he was pulling out life support tubes tubes from old people. I don't know whose face was he pressing into the sand though. That was kids. Oh, yeah, no, kids. Oh, yeah. he's killing oh, kids. Yeah, okay, yeah, absolutely oh, good, correct. Good, good. Okay. I was way off base. Well, now that this is back on track, we'll yeah. be we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. What does Adam Carolla have to do to get a decent release for his movie? I I I don't know. 
Is he just not famous enough? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so okay, you so you saw the Adam Carolla movie The Hammer. Yeah, the Adam Carolla movie's called The Hammer. Here's the story of the movie. Adam Carolla and his colorful ethnic sidekick are laborers. Mm-hmm. And then they get fired because Adam Carolla gets into some hijinks. Mm. And funny hijinks or just regular hijinks, okay. I would say. And uh, Adam Carolla has to pick up some extra classes at the gym where he teaches cardio boxing. Mm-hmm. And somebody sees him sparring with somebody. And long story short, is he headed to the Olympics at the age of 43? Wow, that seems unlikely. He still has his amateur status, Jordan. Hmm. Now, I will say this. Okay. I'm not a huge Adam Carolla fan. I'm not against Adam Carolla either. No. I'm just ambivalent about him. Don't listen I, to his I radio have, show. I have a lot of positive feelings about Adam Carolla. I really liked him on uh, Loveline growing up. I think, yeah, that I think he, he's um, very funny in that context. Yeah, I, I haven't really liked anything, any of his other ventures. Uh, I think that Loveline was good for him because it... He seems, I mean, he's a guy who clearly kind of came up, you know, who kind of clearly, you know, grew up in a lower middle class situation, a real like, you know, real legitimate, just kind of, you know, suburban-y lower middle class existence. I think that perspective came through just so good. He just like nailed it so hard and like, um, uh, you know, and, and being a sex advice show that aired on modern rock radio stations allowed him to interact with a lot of, you know, lower middle class teens who he could make fun of appropriately because he just knew it so well you know just uh yeah you know he just nailed like people who go to community college and you know uh working at the jet ski store and installing car stereos and stuff and it really uh yeah it really came through he really made made the made the most out of his his strong perspective name me that horrible television program on comedy central uh, the Man Show? Oh, well, that one, too. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of the Adam Carolla show. Oh, I didn't even watch that. Yeah, it was horrible. And The Man Show what, was pretty bad, too. What was the Adam Carolla show? Uh, it was a talk show. It was like a late-night talk show hosted okay. by Adam Carolla, and he was just horrifically bad at gotcha. it. Just terrible hmm. at it. Funny. I mean, he's a funny guy, but he was just horrible at hosting it. And I haven't heard his morning show, to tell you the truth, although I know you've heard it at least a few times. Yeah, and- I've heard it a couple of times, and it's it's okay. For a while, he had Danny Bonaducci on it with him. Oh, I did hear a segment with that. Which was just awful. Oh, I mean, Danny Bonaducci is one of the worst bad. celebrities in the world. Oh, my God. He was so terrible. I heard in yeah, just some just, segment with him, them, and Norm like MacDonald. Just like self-obsessed and, he was just, and like oh. ruined everything. Ooh. Um, but he's not on it anymore. And uh, when I yeah, was listening, it, it's okay. Adam Carolla was pretty openly contemptuous of Danny Bonaducci. Yeah, like yeah. as though someone had put him on his show and he hated him. Sure, in every way, like not in a like a showbiz way. Like he seemed to sincerely hate Danny Bonaducci. I can't imagine not hating him. He was so hateable. Um, well, well, anyway. Yeah, but uh, I don't think Danny Bonaducci is on it anymore. And it, yeah, it's it's just kind of typical FM talk you know stuff um i mean it's it's you know the love line thing was so great because it you know yeah there was so much like honesty you know like someone would call up and be freaked out and like i don't know it just was real as opposed to like right you know prank manufactured calls and, pr- yeah. prank calls and stuff like that so anyway this movie is possibly the most formulaic movie I've ever seen in my entire life. And I want to lay that out right at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Like, you can see every single thing happening in this movie a thousand Mm -hmm. miles before it happens. 
just it's obviously somebody just like took 10 movies made the average of them and then thought let's put adam carolla in it you know it's funny i went to the premiere of this movie uh-huh. i had to work at the premiere of it i didn't see the movie that that uh yeah you know, little showbiz fact: uh, at the when uh, reporters are at the red carpet of a movie, they do not get to see the movie. They just have to go home while everyone's watching the movie. Anyways, um, the director of the Adam Carolla movie, flamingly gay. Really? Yeah, like like open shirt, open to belly button, scarf, prancing, loud gay guy. Well. Let me say anyway, this. Let me say this about. The I don't movie. know if that comes out in the. Uh, Not even I would never have guessed in a million trillion bajillion years. Yeah, I would have guessed that it was some kind of like Jay Roach, like just a guy <laughs> yeah. who's just like one of his buddies, just like real competent. Yeah, real passable. Sure. But here's the thing: I've said all these bad things about the movie. I really liked it. Hmm. I really liked it. For one thing, Adam Carolla is really funny in it. And he's. It also has those as a movie. Given this context of its kind of absurd formulaicness, mm-hmm. it has those qualities that you were just talking about that were so great in him on Loveline, which is, which are the it. It has this this kind of blue collar context that feels totally sincere, and. Corolla is just he, I thought he was really excellent in it like he doesn't it's certainly not a stretch by any means sure. he's basically playing himself but he's he's just he's really sincere and likable and and the movie is damn funny hmm. I think it's one of the I thought it was one of the funniest movies I've seen in in uh, the last couple of years honestly huh that's yeah um yeah you know it's like so much stuff in Hollywood tries to hit blue collarness in hopes of you know, reaching the blue collar people of America, you know, uh, your, uh, your King of Queens is your according to gyms. And I'm seeing these, um, posters around town for a show on spike. And the, um, the, the poster is like a, like a metal construction worker lunchbox with three average schlubs heads coming out of it. Anyways, every time I watch one of those, it just seems so cynical and gross to me. And like, yeah, absolutely. What was really nice about this is, like, I already, you know, I joked about his colorful ethnic sidekick. Yeah. But, like, even his colorful ethnic sidekick, whose main joke was that he, you know, like, didn't didn't speak English that well or something like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Was treated with a lot of respect. Yeah. Like, it did not at all feel like that was the point of the character. You know what I mean? Well, you know, it's a movie, so he's the best friend, so he's kind of just has to be one thing. Right. But it, he was, like, you really, like, I found myself really buying into the idea that, like, they were really best friends. Sure. Like, Adam Carolla got him fired, so he was working really, he had to try really hard to find him a new job because he felt really bad about getting him fired. Yeah. But, like, in an actual way, not in, like, a crazy hijinks way. Sure. And, uh... Adam Carolla did a lot of boxing in the movie, I guess. Okay. Which was fine. It was all fine. Hmm. I really liked it. That's. I just wanted to say, like, it's been a long time since I've seen just, like, a really regular movie right. that I really enjoyed. You know what I mean? And it reminded me of the fact that you can make a regular movie that's funny. Sure. Like, it doesn't have to be either Judd Apatow or... 
like a just a crazy improv free for all. Yeah, yeah. Like Anchorman or something like that. Mm-hmm. You don't just have to jettison the idea that you're making a movie or just make it specifically about nerds who can't grow up and make a lot of wisecracks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was clear he was grown up throughout the movie. Um Did you see when you saw Wally, did you see a preview for uh Chihuahua the movie? No, I didn't, but I've heard a lot about the preview for Chihuahua the movie. And let's be clear, this isn't just any Chihuahua. This is a Beverly Hills Chihuahua. There you go. Anyways, that that to me seemed aggressively cynical. (laughs) Like he was almost making fun of the people who would potentially go to see it. It's just. It It seemed like hateful. It's it's just a movie producer just rubbing his balls on some film stock. Right, yes, exactly. I just. What an amazing world we lived in. We live in Jordan. Isn't it neat? It's real um, neat. Jordan, hmm. here's what happened: a man with ten million dollars had another man come to him and say, "I would like to make a film entitled Beverly Hills Chihuahua." <laughs> Why would that cost more than ten million? A lot of CGI in that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was a thirty mil. I bet. Thirty mil, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, a man with $30 million decided to give it to another man to sure. make Beverly Hills Chihuahua. He probably did his due dil- dil- diligence reading a script called Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It took a couple hours. Holy Took mackerel. his assistant a couple hours. But anyway, I just want to say, like, if you want to see a nice, funny movie, it's not, the gr- it's not the greatest thing since sliced bread, but... I really was surprised. I felt surprised and disappointed that it didn't get a proper. That it didn't get a proper theatrical release. I mean, it w- did have a small theatrical release, but it didn't yeah. get a chance to open wide and build some audience for actually being good. The Hammer. There you go. Can I tell a movie-related story? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, today I was doing. I was. I was doing the press junket. Wait, on second thought, you can't. Okay. And if this involves. This is a story that involves celebrities, Jesse. Mm, okay, go ahead. Okay, this will get us a lot of. A lot of people will link to this. Oh, good. A lot of Google juice. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Goog juice. Um, uh, today I was doing the uh, press junket, and the, the press junket is the thing where, uh, you know, you see on TV, you see the reporter sitting in a chair across from the star and asking them, you know, one or two questions. Kind of the deal with this thing is the, the porters kind of come in in mass, and they, you know, they wait in a big line, and, you know, Brendan Fraser, in this case... Uh, is in the room in a chair, and you sit down for five minutes, you ask them all your questions, and then you leave, and they give you the tape, and you put that on TV. Anyways, I was doing the um, the, the the junket for uh, the new Mummy movie, uh, which stinks, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um... Isn't that the premise of the movie? <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's the, yeah, the premise of the movie is... Uh, uh, this will be okay on TNT while you're cleaning the house. Okay, good. Um, Wasn't the premise of the movie, aren't there new things we can do with special effects and sand? Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a lot of sand-based wizardry. Oh, there's a pretty cool abominable snowman scene. Oh, well. Eh, That's all right. Um, Three stars. Yeah, eh, three stars. Thanks, USA Today. I just talked about how much I loved an Adam Carolla movie, so... Um, anyways, and, and uh, I don't know if I keep, need to keep resetting this every time I talk about it, but I guess I, I, guess I will... Um, in uh, fear of leaving someone behind. But uh, for my job, I often do have to do these interviews in some sort of wacky costume or with some wacky premise. Uh, and in this, I was wearing a, a onesie. 
Uh-huh. A onesie with a butt flap that came out. Like a baby's onesie. Yeah, like a baby's onesie with feet. it's a man-sized onesie. Yeah, and the butt came out. Oh, but it has feet. It has feet. Okay, I gotcha. So, uh, Those anyway. of you were wearing footies. Uh, yeah, yeah, footies. Yeah. Footy, footy PJs. Gotcha. Um, anyway, so I'm sitting and I'm waiting for this thing and, uh... They they kind of have the people running the tapes back and forth are usually kind of the the like the assistants at the studio and stuff and these are you know these are typically cute girls sure it's kind of the kind of girl who would be working entertainment yeah absolutely anyways uh, I noticed each time this one girl walked back and forth from the tapes she'd give me a little look I was feeling good like hey you're getting a look Jordan and it, it actually took me about ten minutes to to remember that I was dressed as an adult baby. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, you're wearing a onesie <laughs> at the Four Seasons Hotel. On the plus side, she did She did bring you your baba. She did. <laughs> Was I read an interview with Brendan Fraser in uh, the AV Club, mm-hmm. uh, and I just found it tremendously endearing. Yeah. I was like, man, Brendan Fraser knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah, he was funny. When I when I talked to him, he was real funny and affable. I really liked him. Yeah, I like Brendan Fraser. Yeah, he's not in good movies or anything. But well, he's in The Scout, did a little <laughs> movie called The Scout. Did you see Dudley Do-Right? Mm, yes, I think I did see Dudley Do-Right. I kind of want to see that. I like I liked Dudley Do-Right as a child. I feel like I might I think like it had like, it. I want to say it had Eric Idle in it. No, yeah. In a pretty significant part. That sounds like something Eric Idle would be in. Yeah, Deadly Do Right. Oh, no, it doesn't because it's not Monty Python related. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not a sad cash in on his <laughs> yeah, former it's not fame. Squeezing the life out of Monty Python. <laughs> oh, man. Well, anyway, to summarize, if a girl's checking you out, you're probably wearing a onesie. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Adam Carolla movie is surprisingly good. And if you don't love Brendan Fraser, you're an asshole. Yeah. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, if you host a podcast like this one, yeah. people call into you all the time with amazing stories. It's true. You know Porn Girl? Uh, yeah, I remember Porn Girl. She's the girl who uh, got a job uh, watching pornography. And reviewing it? Yeah. Um, th- she called in mm-hmm. with a story about studying Spanish in Oaxaca. Funny coincidence, that's our new sponsor, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Exactly, Jordan. That is exactly what I'm saying. So she probably called in to tell us that her experience studying Spanish in Oaxaca was great and thanking us for recommending such a great program. Uh, she said it sounded great. Right. Uh, here's what happened. She and her boyfriend were both interested in studying Spanish in Oaxaca. Now, this is before... Studying Spanish in Oaxaca was a sponsor of Jordan Jesse Go. Right. I want to make that okay. clear. Now, her, they looked at the prices. They weren't rich people. They decided, for now, we can only send one of us to study Spanish in Oaxaca. Right. Now, th- to be clear, again, this is before 
They were the sponsor of our program before you could get 10% off just for being a Jordan Jesse Go listener, which Wait, so would have allowed both of them to go. I'm, okay, uh, not that I know the end of this story or anything, but you're saying that if for some reason the story has a catastrophic or depressing end, you're saying that, that, that if they called up Study Spanish in Oaxaca and got the 10% Jordan Jesse Go discount, that terrible thing might never have happened? Exactly. I mean, I'm... I, that's what I'm building towards, certainly. Oh, okay. You've deflated it now, but yeah, absolutely. Mm. Now, here's what happened, Jordan. Okay. The boyfriend went to study Spanish in Oaxaca. So he went to study abroad. And he really studied abroad. Wait a minute. That's You're right. You're saying that there was an instance of infidelity? Infidelity occurred in sunny Mexico oh, in the state of Oaxaca. So you're saying that all that porn girl would have had to do is get ten percent off. They both could have gone, and he would have. Uh, he would have and stayed she would with have her. Not known she that would he have been... was a philanderer. <laughs> exactly, Jordan. That's what this is about. Wow. Look, it doesn't matter if you're trying to keep your boyfriend or fuck around on your girlfriend. Either way, the answer is studyspanishinoaxaca.com. Jordan Jesse Go, 10% discount, keeps relationships together a few more months. You can go to the Espanol Interactivo Language School in beautiful Oaxaca, where I have been, and it is just really wonderfully beautiful. You'll learn to converse in Spanish with your host family. You'll learn interactively with your teacher and your fellow students. And who knows, you just might dump that old sack of bologna you got back home in the States. <laughs> For a spicy Latina. A spicy, spicy, spicy. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only, uh, no, that's the only adjective, you know. that's the only adjective that, uh, uh, that an American person is allowed to use about anyone from south of the border. Mm-hmm. Spicy, spicy. Yeah. I shouldn't say that anymore. Nah. I'm probably Please about don't. three or four past how many I should have said to begin with. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was, I mean, I, I should have said it. I was fine when I said it, but then you started right. saying it. And, that, uh, they didn't, there wasn't any yeah. reason for me to say it, certainly. Hey, let's just say studyspanishinoaxaca.com. Yeah, studyspanishinoaxaca.com. Uh, you can go book a trip there. Uh, they'll help you with the accommodations, the whole nine yards. You'll get 10% off. And uh, boy, howdy, will you learn how to speak Spanish at studyspanishinoaxaca.com. Jordan? Yeah? You and I both know Bugs Meany. Uh, I don't. Bugs Meany, sure you do. Bugs Meany. I don't know Bugs Meany. I bet you can guess who Bugs Meany is. Is, I like mad, is this a Mad Magazine version of Bugs Bunny that, uh, you know, barfs on people? Jordan... This is one of our nerd friends from the internet. Oh, okay. Uh, Bugs Meany is not just any one of our nerds' friends from the internet. He is um, one who would like to lose some weight. Okay. So this is what we're doing, I usually don't Jordan. pay attention to these things unless it's about Wade Word. <laughs> Jordan, you have that whole Wade Word scrapbook. Don't you get enough Wade Word out of your Wade Word scrapbook? Mm, well, I'm just saying that I only have room in my life for a certain amount of oddly named internet people. Right. I kind of just want to concentrate on Wade Word. Do you think you could make room for Bugs Meanie? Not if he's fat. Well, he won't be soon. Okay. Because of the first annual Maximum Fun Weight Loss Challenge. 
Don't laugh, laugh at me like that's not. <laughs> no, I'm. Right. I'm. I mean, I'm saying it's fine to lose weight. It's fine. I just think it's funny that we're now just tacking maximum fun onto the front of things. <laughs> well, of course we're tacking. That's what we're doing. We're running a media empire, Jordan. Oh yeah. It's like Virgin. It's we're rich. We're Richard Branson. Oh, that's cool. You see what I'm saying? We are Richard Branson. We bought an entire town oh. in Missouri. Are we gonna ride a jet ski into space? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's great. That's next on the that. agenda, my friend. Yeah, okay. Well, let's hear about this weight loss contest. Okay, here's what it is. Starting a week from Wednesday, which is uh, Wednesday the uh, 23rd okay. of July, uh, everyone is going to tell Bugs Meany what their current weight is. Okay. Everyone who wants to participate in the sure. weight loss challenge, everyone who's not a, you know, a real scrotum. Right, yeah. People right. who have guts. Sure. Who aren't a scrotum. Mm-hmm. Who don't have the typically weak characteristics associated with a scrotum. Sure. So everybody's going to tell Bugs Meanie on the forum what their current weight is. The contest runs for eight weeks. Every week you've got to give Bugs Meanie an update about your weight, Jordan. Okay. Every week you have to tell Bugs Meanie what your weight is, current weight, mm-hmm. every Wednesday. Right. You eat healthy? You exercise. Sure. You start to look better and better. You cut out sugary sodas. And at the end of eight weeks, a winner is chosen. Wow. What does the winner get? Sex? The winner gets, well, of course they get sex. They get tons of sex every (laughs) time they they go out to a bar because they look so great. Yeah. Here's what they get. Number one, uh, another guy, Daryl from Montana on the forum, is an artist. He creates these uh, prints using a uh, Polaroid transfer technique. Okay. He has a great print that says, let's go on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a great looking print. It's all framed up and ready to go it's right here in print. my apartment. It's an art print. He gave me one that's up on my wall. Mm-hmm. We got one for you. We got one for the winner of this weight loss oh, challenge. So I already get one. Yeah, you get one. So I can get fatter then. Yeah, no, absolutely. I encourage you to get fatter. That's great. That's not true. I don't, but we're just getting to that. It's unhealthy. Okay. So you get this thing Mm -hmm. if you win, plus what Bugs Meanie is suggesting is everybody who enters, if you don't win, donate something to Maximum Fun. This is optional. We don't. Health is most important. Right. So we don't want to cut anybody out of this. But. If you need a little motivation, sure. Why not? Why a, not say why not I got a, a, a sawbuck saw on, on it? Sure. Exactly. You're looking for a sawbuck. <laughs> Don't just put two bits on the line. No. You know what I'm saying? You got to go with a full sawbuck. Yeah. Don't just meet and two veg out there. Sure. You know what I'm saying, Jordan? You wanna, you wanna sacrifice what would be a whole trolley ride. Yeah, you're gonna need a bushel of this. Sure. You know what I mean? Get some loonies on it. <laughs> For our Canadian friends. So it, this is how it works. Because some of our forum members are, let's just say, more fatter, to put it delicately, more fatter than others, <laughs> it will be expressed as a percentage of your total body weight. Okay. So the person who has lost the greatest percentage of their total body weight will be crowned the winner. Okay. Now, Jordan, this is where the challenge part comes in. It's called the weight loss challenge okay. for a reason. I'm joining. Oh, wow. Should I join? Yes. Okay. Here's what, here's what my current situation is, Jordan. Right. I weigh, I'm six feet three inches tall. Mm-hmm. I weigh roughly, not on a scale, but I'm guesstimating 210 pounds. Okay. 
I think I can get to my playing weight back when I was a professional ball player. Right. 195. I think I can get to 195. It's pretty good. Eight weeks, I think I can get to 195. Okay. How do you feel about your weight, Jordan? Jeez, I'm about... About 160. You're going about 160. Don't look great with my shirt off. But you, you're not obese. No. By no means are you obese. I'm doughy. You're doughy. Well, both of us are doughy, we're Jordan. We're doughy, That's gentlemen. why we're podcasters, sure. Jordan. I mean, I do notice right. that oftentimes when I appear on television and I take off my shirt, it's used to comic effect. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. In fact, And I know only- I'm not, you know... God, God bless my weird physique if it's brought others joy when it's mm-hmm. displayed on TV. And then, you don't want to stand between others and their joy. Right. And I would, you know, God forbid I don't look funny, and when I take off my shirt, instead of inspiring, you know, chuckles, it inspires, you know... Boners. Boners. Or a lady boner. Ladies get boners too, Jordan. Mm-hmm. It's called shoe shopping, am I right? Hello! Look out. Look out. Jordan's going to be here all week, folks. Mm-hmm. Tip your waitress. Um, yeah, but I, I, could, uh, I could lose a few. You think you could use, lose a yeah. few? Yeah. What, what would you do? Healthy diet? Exercise? Well, I've already been, I've already been uh, soda-free for a month and a half. How's that going? It's okay. The Jones gets pretty bad sometimes. Oh, yeah? I just what? want a Jones soda. <laughs> when does it or get, any soda. When does it get the worst? Uh, when I'm eating a piece of pizza. Oh yeah, That's you usually like, want some root beer. Yeah, it's just like uh, it's yeah, it's just triggered by whatever the food is that I'm eating. If I'm eating something you know like cheesy and delicious, it's like oh, you need a Dr Pepper. It's bad, oh, but uh, man, you know some uh, some some green tea will curb that, and right. uh, some maybe some like carbonated water. Yeah, carbonated water is nice. I like it. Sure, you go with Crystal Geyser. Uh, I was having some Pellegrinos today. Oh, very classy. I had a couple of Pellegrinos. Sorry I'm not as classy as you, Jordan. Well, I was at a press junket. Oh, sure. There was a bucket of Pellegrinos out, so I had a couple of those. You helped yourself. I was there for about four hours. Built up a good pee. I could have a couple of Pellegrinos. Jordan, have you ever eaten beets? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I enjoy a borscht sometimes. Borscht is nice, right? Yeah. Although, the other day, um, I had a borscht. And it was served hot. It confused me. It's a, I thought it was a cold soup. Borscht can be a hot or a cold soup, I learned oh, in, in the Russian culture portion of my Russian language class in high school. Yeah. I went to a restaurant in L.A. called... Borscht and, borscht and such. <laughs> borscht and waffles. Um, no, anyways, whatever. I ordered borscht and it was hot and it confused me. That's the end of, I don't need to describe the story. Did you come with sour cream in there? Uh, no. Uh-uh. What the fuck? Why would you even eat borscht without sour cream? This was a vegan restaurant. Oh, God. Fucking vegans. I know, right? They're taking the bo- the sour cream out of borscht. They're taking out the sour cream. They're heating up the borscht. This is outrageous. Okay, yeah. well, I roasted some beets. Okay. Not only did I like it, it turned my pee orangey red. <laughs> Whoa. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. It was like I had just been beaten senseless. <laughs> like I'd really gotten a few solid kidney punches. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. It was fantastic. So one weight loss technique that I recommend is, is roast beets. Is roast beets. You get a beet, you wrap it up in tinfoil. Mm-hmm. This goes in with our recipes earlier. Yeah. You preheat your oven to 450. Yeah. And put it in there for approximately one hour, possibly 75 minutes at 450. Unwrap it, peel off the skin, it comes off real easy. Eat that bad boy? You're going to love it, Jordan. Yeah. I probably won't do that. That's the maximum fun promise. 
Yeah. Well, I still won't do it. But how many pounds do you think you can lose, Jordan? I can it's lose called ten. A, it's a challenge. I can lose 10 pounds. I'm going to lose 15. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot, uh, shoot small. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Ain't that always the way? Mm-hmm. Oh, so you, you think it'll be more interesting if I try and lose more than you? I don't know. Well, if you're 160 and I'm 210, yeah, I guess you losing 10 is about is pretty similar to me losing 15. Yeah, I think so too. Are you ready to put a side bet on this as a percentage of total body weight? Eight weeks from now. What do you have in mind? <sighs> Sawbuck. <laughs> I give you. This is an excuse to say sawbuck more. I said I did set the whole thing up so that we could, say, could say sawbuck, sawbuck a lot. Yeah. But it, are you blaming me for it? It's working great. I mean, we have said Sawbuck. Yeah, I don't know if it's... Exactly. That's been successful. What's your problem with it? All right. You ready for it? Yeah. 20 bucks? Oh, yeah, sure. Why not? 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Me and Jordan are in. If you're wow. in, it starts a week from Wednesday. There's a thread about it on the forum right now. Get ready. It's going to be eight weeks of awesome austerity. Can we have a flicker pool where we take pictures of ourselves being healthy? Yes, absolutely. Okay, cool. Yes, that's a great idea. Yeah. Take pictures. We'll be taking pictures of, of ourselves doing something healthy and sharing it on the, on the uh, forum thread, yeah, too. Yeah, that'll be fun. I, what, what, should they, what, do, what should they tag the pictures of them being healthy? I don't really know how to use Flickr. This is, you, you put should, a tag on it. Okay. I'm going to be if like tag uh, yeah. uh, MFWLC. Uh, Max Fun Health? Yeah. Max Fun Health it is. Okay. Okay, so you take pictures of yourself being healthy, tag them Max Fun Health, put them on the Flickr. We'll see you on the forum. And Jordan and I got a sawbuck riding on this. Sure. And I want you to know, Jordan, that this sawbuck is my life savings. (laughs) Wow. I work in podcasting. You work in television. You deprive your children of a college education. Well, Jordan, they weren't going to. say of a community college credit. Jordan, they weren't going to college anyway. Oh, yeah, because they're so stupid. My kids are. Idiots. Man, yeah. Fucking stupid. They make Coco look like Albert Einstein. Jordan, it seems like the more I beat them, the dumber they get. Yeah. It is really something. Well, anyway, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan. Yeah. You know how they say the postman always rings twice? Yeah, they do say that. Well, our phone doesn't ring. It just goes straight to voicemail. But people call it sometimes. Sometimes twice. Hi, Jordan and Jesse. Um, this is Kay Fury from the forum. You might remember me from owning Donk. I think I have the solution to your Donk problem. I would say since you're having the taco truck anyway, the obvious solution is to use crepe paper to disguise your Donks as pinatas. As long as you don't have any sticks around, there shouldn't be any danger of them being hit. Now, just to fill in listeners who don't know, last week, the National Park Service, the sickening tyrants in the National Park Service, outrageously claimed that it was against their policy to have donks or miniature donkeys on their property, specifically the uh, uh, specifically Fort Mason in San Francisco, where I'm planning to have my wedding reception. And they forbade me from bringing such animals as donks or miniature, miniature donkeys to liven up the proceedings on spurious health and liability-related grounds. Hmm. Apparently, donks will just shit anywhere. 
Uh, yeah, that's well, what they claim. That's what they claim. I claim otherwise. <laughs> you claim that they don't. No, I don't think they that shit. They're selective with how they shit. I mean, K Fury's the one who actually owned donks, owns donks, and she's suggesting subterfuge to get donks into this thing. So yeah. I'm thinking that she, as an expert on donks, thinks that there's no safety related issues, and I should just go ahead and do it. So ipso facto, quo bedis dictum. Although here, here's my, here's the problem I see with this whole disguised as pinata idea. Right. Yeah, you could do that, and yeah, you can just clear the area of sticks. But uh, how are if you? There's pinatas around and no sticks. People will just kick them open. You know what I like was if thinking? If there was pinatas around and no sticks, like after I got a couple cocktails in me, I just want to kick the pinatas open. Plus, where do you put the candy? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it is it's a- not up the donks, but. No, because the stuff comes out of the donk's butt. No, it doesn't. That's what we learned just a moment ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nothing <laughs> comes out of there. Remember when we learned that, Jordan? Mm, yeah. Okay. Well, we had, we had one more suggestion uh, with regard to my jihad against the National Park Service. Now, again, when I say jihad, I don't mean holy war. It's a word with multiple meanings. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. It's Nate from Madison, Wisconsin. I have a great way for you to stick it to the National Park Service. I say you just go down the street, open up your own national park, one where donks are allowed, and uh, let the public decide. Where will they flock to? The park with donks. What are they going to choose? Bear attacks? Severe maulings and possible maiming over donks? I don't think so. So, you know, just leave it up to the public. And then, once you drive the National Park Service out of business, you can just uh, buy up the parks yourself for cheap. People are already upset with the National Park Service because they're arrogant, Jordan. Yeah. They're an arrogant monopoly. Well, they don't have any competition. Exactly, Jordan. Exactly. Now, Jordan, I know you're not a native San Franciscan, so I'm just going to come out and tell you what's down the street from Fort Mason. What? Joe DiMaggio's house. Wow. So here's what I'll do. This is just a theoretical plan so far. Sure. I buy Joe DiMaggio's house. Okay. I turn it into the Joe DiMaggio Donks and Mr. Coffee Museum. Okay. It's a tribute to Joe DiMaggio, one of San Francisco's favorite sons, legendary New York Yankees center fielder Joe DiMaggio, brother of Dom DiMaggio. Okay. It's also a tribute to Donks and the Mr. Coffee coffee machines that Joe DiMaggio was so legendary for endorsing. So it's a, this is what we call marketing synergy. Right, exactly. It's tri-synergy, specifically. Gotcha. Sure, sure. Trinergy. Yeah, Trinergy. That sounds pretty good. Are the Donks, is Joe DiMaggio's house so big that the Donks will be comfortable? The don- Donks are comfortable anywhere, Jordan. Donks are beautiful creatures. Mm-hmm. They're comfortable. They don't shit. And they're they not, are fine being stacked. And they're not violent yet, Jordan. Wow, yeah. Yet. So far in the history of donks, there has never been a recorded instance of a donk murdering in cold blood a National Park Service official. Are you suggesting with this that the donks wanted to go to your wedding so bad that they may go against their nature and become violent because they don't get to go? Look, Jordan. What? Is it violent if it's in self-defense? That's true. 
What if it's is in- it wrong to steal a loaf of bread for your starving family? I think this is a similar argument. Is it wrong to kill a national park service guy if he doesn't let you stand around at a wedding? Exactly. And be petted. And there might be hay. Mm-hmm. Probably will would be hay. Yeah. So you'd get hay, Jordan. Hmm. What is is the hay for them to eat or to sleep on? Yeah. That's what's so great about being a donk. Oh, you eat something and Can then sleep on Can you imagine how great it would be if you could eat your bed? Yeah. You just sleep in and you're like, you wake up in the middle of the night, you're like, I could really go for a snack right now. Hey, I got an idea. Borscht bed. <laughs> what do you think about that? <laughs> as long as it's not that hot borscht. <laughs> Jordan, what you just made this the the perfect Jordan Jesse go episode. You just took this episode from a seven to an eleven with one bomb lot. <laughs> yeah, can I go to sleep? <laughs> Please do. You're gonna finish up the show. I'll finish up these telephone yeah, calls. Go to go to bed. Hey Jordan, hey Jesse, this is Kristen from Rochester, New York, calling for momentous occasion. I just found out I'm at a Sky concert, and it's my first one. My friend Hattie and I won tickets on the radio to go see Less Than Jake, and apparently that's Sky music, and we think it's okay. All right, bye. See, now sometimes people call in with a momentous occasion that's real and true. Yeah. Sometimes they call in and try and bullshit us. But here's the thing, Jordan. I have a background in criminal investigations. Okay. I can tell when someone is trying to bullshit us. Oh. Well, I mean, the simple answer to that is that the members of Less Than Jake have all been dead for more than 10 years. But there's a more complicated answer as well. Oh, good. Can't wait to hear this. Where did she say she won the tickets, Encyclopedia Brown? The radio. What genre of music are we talking about? Ska music. Oh, they don't yeah. play ska music on the radio. This is 2008, yeah, it's Jordan. It's crazy. This is 2008. Yeah. This is not 1950s Jamaica. Maybe it was some sort of, uh, maybe they're opening for somebody. Maybe they're opening for Coldplay. Yeah, they probably are. That's Cold, probably what. You know, Coldplay hand selects their opening acts. Yeah, just like Dave Matthews. Yeah, precisely. You know, the, if you're going to see Coldplay, you're getting an experience that's been curated by Chris right. Martin. Sure. Who knows? One day you might get uh, to you might see Lupe Fiasco. Sure. One day you might get to see a band of bees. One day you might see less than Jake. Jake. Yeah. Hey, it's Matt from Brooklyn with a momentous occasion. Um, I just saw a blind woman walk into a wall, straight into it, and rather than being amused, I felt really sad, which I think means I just became a grown up. So yeah, big deal. All right, bye. You know what that's called, Jordan? Hmm. Marketing that's... Synergy. Trinergy, Jordan. Trinergy. It's called Trinergy. Mm-hmm. That, Jordan, is what we in the business call a Mobisode. <laughs> Hi, it's Lauren from Cincinnati. I have been working from home all week, and I've been listening to a lot of Jordan Jesse go. Uh, that makes this like the bajillionth time that I've listened to every episode, and I know that I can only ask so much from you guys as far as output, and I thoroughly enjoyed this week's episode, but I was wondering if you guys had any recommendations for other podcasts that you enjoy so that uh, maybe I don't uh, seem like a creepy person who listens to Jordan Vestigo too much. Thanks. Bye. Jordan, I know you're a big fan of Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. I am, yeah. Uh, my only complaint is that he doesn't put it out enough. Yeah. He does not, he's not consistent, and, and he had this new plan for a while. 
to create blitz episodes uh-huh where it was just kind of a shorter you know less focused you know history lesson but uh, apparently that hasn't been working out too great doesn't sound too it doesn't sound hardcore enough to me no uh-uh now this is and each of these episodes you say would be about the game NFL blitz yeah yeah just like the history of NFL blitz like, fireball passes yeah fireball pass big head mode sure i gotcha um, well, I think, what do you think? She, she, she probably wants like uh entertainment type of podcast, yeah, right? It sounds like she's working from home. It sounds like, yeah, maybe she wants a podcast that maybe you, um, you know, can kind of put on and, and you can tune out of for a little bit and then tune back in and not feel like you've missed too much. Here's two podcasts that I'm, I'm never afraid to recommend to anyone that are of this sort of fun talk and variety. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first is an old standby, a show that I have been listening to since Literally the first episode, um, Never Not Funny with our friends Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap. Mm-hmm. Uh, Never Not Funny, a freewheeling conversation uh, hosted by Jimmy Pardo, who's probably the best host of a thing that exists. When you say, like, you're really hard, you'd be hard-pressed to find a better host of a thing than Jimmy Pardo. Yeah, I think a good host to me, and, and as a guy who's done a little bit of hosting, I've, I, I have to think a lot about the quality that makes a good host, and I think... What I've boiled it down to is that a host recognizes how utterly ridiculous it is to host something, but then does it anyways. Yeah. I think that is, is a, there's a quality that David Letterman has and that also that Jimmy Pardo has. Yeah, and you're creating a, a good, fun feeling. Sure. You see what I'm saying? Now, Never Not Funny, they're only giving out 20 minutes of each show for free, but it's a, it only costs 20 bucks for six months' worth of shows. Mm-hmm. Absolutely worth it in my book. Uh, we just did the Monsters of Podcasting with You Look Nice Today. That's my other new favorite thing. Yeah. Uh, I just love the love to death you, you Look Nice Today. This is a very strange show. Uh, what the guys do is basically spin out nonsense scenarios over the course of 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> is that a fair oh, and also, it, also, it comes in in the middle. Yeah, exactly. You have to figure out what nonsense scenario they were talking about. Yeah, they 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 uh they don't let you make any assumptions. You have to infer here and there. They're not it's not like law and order. Sure. Where they're going to serve everything to you on a silver platter, Jordan. Mm-hmm. You look nice today is a great one. There at youlooknicetoday.com. You you love the Savage Love Cast, right? Yeah, I like the Savage Love Cast a lot. I love that Dan Savage. He's very funny and very wise. Mm-hmm. A great combination, funny and wise. And he'll really tell you how to better take it up the ass or something like that. <laughs> Although occasionally his agenda gets in the way of giving people advice. Yeah, that's Sometimes he'll true. stop giving people adv- advice in order to uh, talk about his agenda, which is, I mean, which is, it's a fine agenda. Don't it's get me a wrong. solid agenda. It's a really solid agenda. But oftentimes it veers off giving advice yeah. to... Uh, he yeah. should start an agenda cast. Sure, that's what. That's why we have agenda casts. <laughs> exactly. If that genre didn't exist, think of what else would be going on. You have any other favorites, Jordan? Yeah. Um, if you're a if you're a movie buff, I enjoy the uh, weekly Film Week podcast. Film uh, Week. That yeah. is, is put out by uh, the public radio station uh, here in LA, uh, KPCC. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they just have kind of a good uh, lineup of movie critics talking about all the movies that week, and everybody's pretty goofy and funny. Uh, in like a you know, you know one of your smarter uncles kind of way, uncles and aunts. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it's good. And then they'll have, and then they'll usually kind of have a longer interview with kind of an interesting film character, like you know the guy who made the Hunter S. Thompson documentary or something. The Film Week podcast. Film Week podcast. Film spotting, another really solid film mm-hmm. uh, podcast. You may have heard one of those film spotting guys was on the Jordan Jesse Gove six months or so ago. Um, here's a podcast. This is a sleeper. Okay. I'm saying this because she asked for her personal recommendations. Yeah. This one. I'm, I'm thinking that if she listens to this show, she's already hip to never not funny and you look nice today it would seem unusual do you that think she she's be. ever heard of something called this american life and what's that is it something that a baby makes i don't makes? know i've been hearing a lot about it yeah i don't know hmm. radio labs yeah the radio labs I don't know what that is either yeah me either but are there I, I feel like we're giving obvious recommendations are there any like actual Sleeper podcasts? Well, this is a sleeper podcast that I haven't heard yet. Okay. But it's gotten, it's by a Maximum Funster. Okay. Two Maximum Funsters, actually. And it's gotten some great reviews on the board, both in the Pod Thoughts column on the Maximum Fund blog and from several Maximum Funsters on the board. It's called Stop Podcasting Yourself. Okay. So type in Stop Podcasting Yourself. It's one of these two guys talking about stuff podcasts. But uh, several Maximum Funsters have said that they really love it. Oh, uh, the Moth podcast I've also really enjoyed. It's a good one. That's where people talk about, uh, tell a story from yeah, their lives. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, you know, This American Lifey, but it's all in front of a live studio audience. And, and, and pre- pretty often it kind of gets into boring public radio bullshit about, like, people's, like, ethnic yeah. e- ethnic grandmothers and stuff. But but. I'd say every third one is is uh, genuinely really funny and interesting, and uh, yeah, they're they're nice nice short grabs. Yeah, absolutely. So there's some that's a good that's a good start, right? Yeah, we gave our buddies some plugs. Yes, they're great shows. I love their shows. Friends, you know Henry what I mean. Sheehan of HenrySheehan.com. I mostly just listen to Nobody Likes Onions. What's that? I don't know. It's just a podcast that podcast nerds like. Oh yeah, what what's on it? Uh, just some belligerent nerdy guy. Yeah. I don't know. That sounds pretty good. Somebody's going to email him and say, Jesse said you were a belligerent nerdy guy. I've never listened <laughs> You've to never it. You've never listened thing. to it. I've never listened to it. You suspect that it's that kind of thing. Uh, who am I to say, Jordan? Yeah. I don't really know. But you said it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, if, if you don't just say stuff, what's the point of having a podcast? No, that's absolutely true. If I, was, if I thought about the things that I said on this show, Jordan, I wouldn't have all my annoying vocal tics. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying, Jordan? I know. You see where I'm going with this? Uh, you're talking about the gurgling. You know what I'm saying, Jordan? You're talking about the gurgling. You know what I'm saying with the annoying vocal tics? Yes. You got where I'm going with this? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes, vocal I know tics? what you're saying. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan, Jesse, go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Now, intern Chris screened the calls for this week's program. Yeah. And Chris said that while this call was distinctly not pithy, mm-hmm. he said it was a moving and powerful story Wow. that we had to hear to believe. Not his exact words. That's a paraphrase. <laughs> sure. That's a paraphrase, Jordan. Jordan, this is part of a segment. <laughs> so you probably actually said this call good. Yeah, he did. By paraphrase. <laughs> he is Canadian, so he does speak in caveman language. Oh yeah. You know how they are up there in the frozen north. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, also, it'll just piss all over everything. Sentences won't grow there because yeah. it's too cold. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a segment I like to call, Jordan, Moments of Shame. Moments of Shame. Uh, hi there. Calling for Jordan Jesse Go. Hi, Jersey. Hi, Jordan. This is Mike from New York City. And I have a tale of uh, shame and uh, humiliation kind of based on recent topics that were discussed in the show and recent topics here. Uh, many, many years ago, uh, uh, it was decided for my grandfather's 70th birthday to get the family together, all three of his children and all of his grandchildren, uh, for a family portrait. Uh, my uncle and his family was flown in from England as he was in the Air Force, um, and aunts and uncles and, again, cousins were all together. And uh, something you should know is that I am... Uh, the tallest member of a very tall family. My mother's six foot. My uncles are all six foot three, six foot four. I'm six foot five. Usually, if there's a group portrait, I'm in the back uh, because there's no way that I can be in front. Um, I'm also the oldest at the time. Uh, I was 19, just in college, so I've got that, uh, you know, college arrogance into me. And since it was a, a very hot day in late May. I was over 100 degrees. Um, I wore shorts, so since I was going to be in the back, no one's going to see me. This will be great. Uh, so I have the suit and the tie, jacket, and all on the top, but the bottom are just shorts. So we go to the portrait studio, and uh, it's decided that I should be in front. So I am sitting in front. Again, it's just fine, just tie, jacket, shorts. Um, and the uh, the portrait is taken. And, well, something else is, uh, again, in college, this is the time when men usually dis- just start to um, disown their, their briefs and switch over to boxers, and I, too, was uh, one of those people. And uh, subsequently, uh, in the portrait with me sitting in shorts and the right lighting, uh, you can see the family jewels in the family portrait. Um, extremely embarrassing. Uh, the worst part is uh, this was the only photo that they could use for a number of other reasons, and it couldn't be retaken again uh, because this involved getting people on two continents together. So the picture went through the uh, the family, and and everyone knows why it, uh, why they had to crop it very strangely and it's not a very impressive portrait it's not a very good looking picture because it's uh, again it's just there's some bizarre cropping going on in order to avoid me showing my balls to everyone outside of the family including the family um, and to uh, to this day uh, uncles and aunts and uh, other cousins uh, still are uh, well, they uh, they still hold a grudge, and they uh, they like to remind me of it. Um, but when we gave the picture to my grandfather, uh, he uh, he laughed, which is uh, very important. Um, as a kind of an epilogue, uh, uh, over 15 years later, my grandfather is uh, he has Parkinson's and uh, other uh, short-term memory issues, long-term memory issues. Um, and we'll go through his house, and he'll see the picture, and uh, he'll comment on it. 
and I'll tell him the story uh, again why it looks so weird um, and occasionally I have to do it twice or three times in a day and uh, every single time he laughs so there you are thanks a lot talk to you soon that's optionable wow that's movie optionable mm-hmm. Jordan that is Tuesdays with Maury for Generation X. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, I like Tuesday with Maury, but I thought it needed more dude's junk. Yeah, exactly. Where's the balls in that story? Am I right? Literally and figuratively. Exactly. Usually it's just figurative if a Hollywood guy says that, but in this case it's literal it needs and more balls. It needs more That was great. That was really balls. good. Don't you feel like that's a good note to go out on? Why not? Don't you feel like like that's just a beautiful moment? End the show. Uh, We'll see you online for the um, first annual Maximum Fun Weight Loss Challenge. Uh, Take pictures of yourself being healthy and post them on Flickr and... uh, Send your weight to Bugs Meanie on the forum. He put his he put his email address up there if you're not a member of the forum. Okay. Uh, so you can just surf, surf over to the forum. You'll find it there in the Cornucopia area, Jordan. Mm-hmm. The Cornucopia, Cornucopia area. The theme music of Jordan Jesse Go is Love You by The Free Design. I got another email today about somebody who bought the CD and just loved it so much, and they didn't even realize it was a real song until I said it for about the 20,000th time. Sure. Uh, Love You by The Free Design. It's from their CD, The Best of The Free Design, which is available on Light in the Attic Records. And uh, we'll see you online and uh, next time on Jordan, Jesse, Go. How's that sound? Yep. Bye.